0: Well, well, whenever you guys are ready. Okay, sit still. Like We started. Sit still, Kurt. I know. Yeah, that was that was us going. No, Kurt, I can't do that. <laughs> I am not gonna mm-hmm. swivel.
1: <laughs> oh, we're good. I oh, we just starting. <laughs> we're I'm just sorry. Starting yeah. Holy cow.
0: <laughs> I hope it just starts like this. <laughs> Jacob's like, no. it will. It has. <laughs> All right, go. All right. Say something.
1: <laughs> Let's just all lean in that and go. Like Hello.
2: <laughs> Hello. All right.
1: Three, two, one. Hey, Stephanie.
2: Hey, Trey. Hey, Kurt. Hello.
1: Is, um, this awkward, is the weirdest intro. Ever. We've been sitting here for a few minutes, but we decided to now, once the camera's rolling, to actually do you begin. You guys think this is easy yeah. to do, but it's just to one another. That's
2: exactly it. Just jump into something.
1: <laughs> but hey, guys. You got to have a beginning. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? We're here. Yes, we're, we're excited to be here. Happy New Year!
2: Happy New Year! Happy
1: new Year. We're uh, we're going to be starting a new book. I, you guys are here, so hopefully you know that. We've read it before. Yeah, <laughs> I hope yeah, you yeah. <laughs> heard. Kurt it, it was challenging us to memorize the whole book of Romans. I
2: haven't, to be clear. <laughs>
1: we all should. Yes, you were challenging we us as a group.
2: I'm working on eight. I'm working on <laughs> just eight guys. Chapter eight. Yeah, just chapter eight is my favorite.
1: Oh well, I'm I'm like. I really just want to jump in Because I'm so fired up about it But I, it. I, we're supposed to banter A little bit first And do those kind of That's what you're supposed to do Fair. In a good podcast Oh so, yeah Yes Like maybe We'll keep it Roman centric How about that Okay Like instead mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. I don't figure you guys As New Year's resolutions Kind of folks Or maybe you've already Broken Sometimes I
0: didn't really mm. I don't have any Think about smart it too goals. much this year For whatever reason I don't know Yeah Did you say smart
2: goals I have no smart goals <laughs> so Yeah I smart. need to be more proactive but On that kind of thing
0: Specific Measurable
1: Achievable relatable relatable nope T is and time realatable. realistic
2: realistic yes and time time specific timeable timeable yes <laughs> no, i don't have any smart goals for this year yeah
1: no, i don't either I, I i love new years because it's like the fresh start the beginning yes. and all that stuff so i really like a good new fresh start get back into some ha- good habits things like that do whatever you have like I,
2: a fresh planner that you i i this
0: don't really do a, paper calendars no. <laughs> some hard yeah, right. hitting podcasting right now I mean, this is a challenge to everybody. This is Memorize it. Romans this is are or just <laughs> These don't are the do gems, resolutions. Guys.
2: These are the gems, <laughs> Read Romans and then all of Whatever. the world. What's our stuff? Roman-centric banter? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, so why do you love Romans? Oh, gosh. <laughs> why do you love Romans? <laughs> well, you were sharing a little nugget right before we started about eight.
2: Yes. So I read chapter eight almost every day, I'm not going to lie and say every day because there are some days that I miss, but most every day I read chapter eight because it like jazzes me. Like it is so hopeful. Yeah. And there is therefore no, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Like it just... It's
0: hard to have a miserable day if eight is that. in your heart and yes. mind. All, you know, and then it ends with nothing, nothing can separate, separate us. <laughs> yes. yeah.
2: It is just yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's my favorite. So that's the only... Th- that's the only part of the Bible you read every
0: day. It's just Romans eight. There's a lot Bible more reading in plan, here, but other that things is, yeah. as well. I'm trying good.
2: to memorize Romans but eight. But so I read it every read single every day. day. Yes. 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 That's
0: pretty yeah. cool. That is a good challenge. Everybody, that's a great challenge. Try to memorize Romans eight. Yeah. That's, man, it's so good. It
2: will jazz you.
0: Why do I love Romans though? I mean, it is it is kind of the whole story of the Bible in one book for the most part. It yeah. it's the gospel laid out really I think brilliantly and really well from beginning to end. If, if and we were just kind of talking about this, if you had to say, give me one book of the Bible and only one, mm-hmm. there's so many, obviously, that are amazing. Yes, yes, we know that, and I'm not, but... Leviticus. I would pick Leviticus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's got to be Romans, right? Yes. I mean, it just, I, I think it has to be, um, just because of the way that it is really the whole story of the redemptive history of the gospel in a book, so... For mm-hmm. me, it's just yeah, and, it's, and it gets so practical at the end too. It's not just it's deep and heady for sure, but exactly. it's very practical as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. I love it's it so too. Um, and what do you love about Romans? I, well, it's like there's all the quotable quotes. Yeah, <laughs> like look, quotable, I wrote down all the key yeah. verses, and it was no, like, man, where do yeah. you end? Right, and in yeah. Romans, the Romans Road. Like if you're trying to lead someone That's right. uh, in the in the plan to salvation, you go, yeah. well, I could just use Romans for the most part and right. go all the way through it, and um, just, just like some of the. I think what's what's cool is you're connecting with, all right, it's Paul. We're going to get to who wrote it and all that in a minute, but Paul wrote it. Right. Um, and then his his conversion story and the way in which he lays out the gospel so clearly has affected like some of the people I just love, love, love in church history, right? right. Like Luther and Wesley and Augustine. 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 Yeah. I was going to say Augustine, but whoever, Augustine. Whoever, what, whichever, whichever, whichever one. Right I don't know. Know. Potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> right. But all, like those guys, Calvin, like these guys yeah. were, were moved to the point of of changing their lives because of what they read about the work of God through Christ Jesus in the book of Romans. And I thought, man, if it's that effective all through the centuries, like it goes on for the last 2000 years, this book has not lost any luster, right? It's it's, it's, it's still uh, an incredible story of God's goodness and faithfulness, his justice, but yet his uh, reconciliation with us. Exactly.
2: Oh. I feel like reading the book of Romans is like sitting across the table from a doctor that you really, really, really trust and that you love and them like pushing the tissues closer to you and going, "Stuff, your condition is way worse than we thought. Like It's <laughs> really, really bad. And as you like tear up, they're like, but the remedy
0: is that amazing. It's better than like you Like the remedy, it was. like
2: you will literally <laughs> yeah. after the remedy, it will, you yeah. will literally be a new person. Like, so you're it- saying
1: the doctor would have good
0: news?
2: Yes, <laughs> but it's but devastating to the yeah, flesh. Like that kind of it is devastating and to the really flesh. That
0: really is the message of Romans that it's it's like sin is worse than you thought it was.
2: Exactly. And, and grace and is better than you thought good. it was.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> grace is better. And and, exactly and the the life right. of Jesus is even greater than you could ever imagine. The gospel yes. is better. It, it is. It's devastating and then wonderful and beautiful and absolutely Paul in his man just as brilliance I know we're kind of jumping ahead but the brilliance of the way that he writes, the way that he argues. I think I think Romans is sort of the letter that almost answers so many of, of the questions we have as Christians, especially new believers. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. you're digging in, you can read so many other books, and Romans is kind of the book you would go to if you're going. But why mm-hmm. did Jesus have to do that? Or exactly. why was my sin this or wh- whatever? Right. 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 Wow. Or, Paul, why, or what was going he, on? He explicitly asks those questions he yeah. and yes. then he answers into it. He does. Yeah. He literally or asks. Or even super why. like how, yeah. like
2: practical. Like how do I as a Christian relate to my Government, right? Yeah, right? Exactly. Like Romans thirteen. Wh- or yeah. what about people yeah. who who uh, have never heard of Christ? Yeah, like have never heard the name of Christ. What? How can that be fair? Like Romans one mm-hmm. answers that. And yeah. so, like all of those big questions and the little nitty gritty ones. Yeah.
0: And how do the great deep doctrines of Christianity actually affect my everyday practical life? Because I I know there are some people who would look at a thing like Romans and, well, that's just all head knowledge, it's just all deep doctrines, and and it is, and again, but man, the way that he is able to really in chapter 12 and on, be able to go, okay, because of all that, and he actually starts it in view of God's mercy, (laughs) all this stuff, you know? Yes live this way and, and right. how practical it gets. um, Man, because the deep doctrine matters and it does shape the way that we actually mm-hmm. practically live. Yes. And I think Romans better than any other book, which really opens that up to us. Okay. Yeah. Yes.
1: And so we were uh, in our, before the Advent podcast series, we did Colossians and we were talking about how, now what was that? Uh, four, five chapters? Six chapters, whatever it was. Four? Colossians is four. <laughs> four chapters. Yes, it was like it was like a couple of paragraphs. We did in six weeks, but it was four. Yeah, three. but it was like a couple of paragraphs of of kind of theology, and it was like, right. all right, here's how you apply it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians, we've talked about how it's, it's just, just a couple similar, of chapters yeah. of maybe three chapters of theology yeah. or doctrine, and then it's like, here's how you apply it. Right. Romans is like. 11
2: <laughs> really yeah. 11 deep doctrine right. chapters right and then starting yeah. at 12, 13, 12.
0: 14, 15, which 16, by the way yeah. too something about amazing about really all the pause letters are very long for the ancient world Mm-hmm. And this one and like first Corinthians, I mean it's these are his sentences massive <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah,
3: sentences. But the I mean, a
0: typical letter that you're gonna send back in the, in the ancient world is gonna be a couple paragraphs. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. it needed to be short and like somebody's gonna get it and read it in front of people. Right. I mean, these are like this is how long does it take you to read Romans? An hour, hour, hour and a half? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's a lot of but this but is worth I mean, it. Guys. Just just it. <laughs> it is. It's like his manifesto of the gospel. Yes. I mean, it's yes. such a thick and dense thing, but yeah. beautiful. And like yeah.
1: you said, even for the ancient world. This is a very long letter. Oh, very, right? like, This is right. yes. very intentional in yes. what he's trying to get. What he's but trying to, to remember do
2: that it is a letter from a pastor, right? Not just a, to his church. It's not just like, "Hey, tree's. I want to wax eloquently mm-hmm. on doctrine <laughs> and all the things." But like, yeah. I'm talking to people who have real questions, mm-hmm. people who are, like are suffering under division in the church. Like, I'm answering real practical things yeah. that are going on because he's a shepherd. Like, he wants to pastor this flock, and mm-hmm. so. Yep. I love Romans and remembering. This is a letter from a pastor to his people. Yeah, yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. And so, like, let's just jump in right there on some context, because um, I, I like when we read books of the Bible that we understand why it's. A, first of all, it's a letter. Right. It's not just a book. Right. It's a letter. Which is epistle. Right.
0: right. If that's, right. Some yeah. epistle, so that's epistle. Epistle is a letter.
1: Apostle wrote an epistle. <laughs> yes. But he writes a letter to the churches. Like groups mm-hmm. of churches in Rome, yeah. um, maybe we don't know all the exact stuff here, but so we're going to speculate on some stuff. But maybe five or six, seven house churches. Right. So we're not talking yeah. about giant cathedrals or even buildings like we have today. Just right. homes yeah. where churches yeah. would meet, or maybe synagogues. There were some synagogues there. Um, right around fifty-five in the late, somewhere. Right. In there, he's, it's yeah. written. Mm-hmm. He's he's Paul. We know the author's Paul. He says it's Paul. Even. Uh, First word of the letter. Huh? <laughs> First word of the letter. Yes. Paul. 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 One one. Paul. <laughs> um, but uh, e- even the even non-believing um, Bible commentaries and professors pretty much agree it's Paul. It's pretty pretty clear it's Paul. Right. Yeah. Um, probably written his third missionary journey. Right? right. So he's maybe in Corinth. Well, we're pretty sure he's in Corinth mm-hmm. based on the end of the letter when he starts thanking people. Yeah. We we know some of those people, uh, er- Erastus and yeah. right. Um, who is it uh whoever wrote the wrote actually writing the letter Tertius Tertius Tertius, yes. Tertius. And even Phoebe Tertius.
2: is from right outside yeah. of
1: Corinth Phoebe delivers from the letter yes. She's the that funny looking word sin, sin-, sin- Kincaid, Kincaid, Kincray, okay, Cray. I don't know how to pronounce that one. Yeah, so pronounce it with
0: confidence and pretend it's it <laughs> <that's laughs> right. Cray. That's a outside. preacher tip. You just yeah. say words <laughs> in the Bible with right. confidence, and everybody's like, "Oh, Augustine." Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah,
1: probably from uh, like a th- maybe a three-month winter in yeah. Corinth, and so he's writing it to the churches in Rome. Now, why is he writing it to the churches in Rome? Why would he need to write this? He's never been to Rome. Yeah, right. Rome. The Roman churches are either started by You know, Catholic uh, tradition would say Peter. We don't really have a lot of information that says that necessarily. Right. But um, we know there were Romans at Pentecost, Pentecost. Mm -hmm. so Acts 2, we see that when the people started speaking in all these different languages, some heard their dialect from Rome, and that's mentioned clearly there. So potentially, some folks from Pentecost went back to Rome, Mm -hmm. took the gospel back there, probably Jewish converts. Right. So that would make the church there very Jewish, which is important as we get started. Yeah. So why would why is why do you think Paul's writing this letter to the churches in Rome? What's going on? Well,
0: certainly, like you said, having its roots with which all of Christianity kind of begin with the Jewish people of right. Jewish tradition and Jewish faith who become Christians and then spread out around, you know, the Roman world. And then this is so, you know, mid to late fifties where okay, so Christianity's been around for twenty, whatever, thirty right, twenty years mm-hmm. or so. Um obviously in that time, it has grown and spread a little bit wherever it's been. And there's many, and probably mainly at this point, Gentile Christians, Mm -hmm. lots and lots of Gentile Christians and Jewish tradition Christians. And there's going to be this, and just like we talked about a lot in Colossians, where there's sort of this mix of culture now and way of doing things and way of thinking about things Mm -hmm. and understandings even of the gospel. And Paul has, like you said, he hasn't been there yet. Um, We don't know exactly who had been there as far as like the great, teachers, whether it was Peter or Paul, mm-hmm. whoever, like we, we're not sure. So Paul's writing this letter, certainly on, on one hand, just to kind of bring in, I need to make sure you guys understand clear and good doctrine mm-hmm. about the gospel Right, and he's hoping, uh, you know, and we know he does right. make his way to Rome um, at this point, but he hasn't been yeah. there yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's sending this ahead of himself to kind of go, man, like I- I'm probably hearing about some of the disputes, some of the disunity, right. Gentiles and Jews, or even even amongst Gentiles and Gentiles, and Jews and Jews, or whatever. I'm right. sure, gosh, I mean, even in the the world today, how many? Disputes are there about doctrinal things, Christianity oh, yeah. within yeah. the it's church. Why we have denominations, yeah. right? So, <laughs> yeah. so why, why
1: were they? Do you have do you have some background on maybe why they were arguing? Why the Jews and Gentiles maybe weren't in unity? We we do read in is it thirteen and fourteen? We're going to find the this this. I like, really want you to be unified, brothers. Right? right? Like there's right the weaker and the stronger, and yes. we can kind of maybe pinpoint who those might be. But yeah. there's definitely a problem. Why is there a problem? Well,
2: there was about five years where the Jews were kind of. Claudius kicked him out because yeah. there was disputes about this Christos right <laughs> and so he was like okay there's a dispute y'all get out you know let's Claudius being the
1: Roman the Emperor? Roman Emperor right. yes
2: so he kicked him out for about five years and when he died they were able to come back well five years is a long time to be gone mm-hmm. from a church
1: for a 15 year old church yeah right, like it's,
2: <laughs> right. it's a
1: very young church yes. with Jewish leaders
2: who are and now being now they gotta go yes and so now Gentiles take over And the Jews come back and they find it completely different than what they thought church should be. And so
1: what are these drums doing in
2: here? (laughs) (laughs) Where are the hymns? (laughs) Um, And so there was big time division. And so like, where does the law end and grace begin? Like all of these questions that they didn't know. What about... What about all the kosher like what about eating kosher food and mm-hmm. and so yeah. Paul needed to answer the these questions mm-hmm. so that he could bring unity and also he wanted to he wanted Rome to kind of be his base of operations cuz he wanted to go he wanted to go west. Go like, west, like young man. Go, yeah, he wanted to go west. He had yeah. already, you know, ministered to those churches in the east, and and he wanted that to be his base of operations to move on to the west. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he needed them to be solid.
1: Yeah, <laughs> specifically, he says, "I'm headed to Spain." Yeah, right. And I want you guys to kind of be my stopping point. I yes. want you to send me out. I want to right. come and preach the gospel to you. I want to be there with you. Was we'll he share fellowship together? Yeah, and right. And I want you to Encourage like basically yeah. give me money and help me get right. to Spain so yes. I can keep spreading the gospel. Which at the time, was the end of the world. That's exactly right. right. That's the yeah, yeah. Spain yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, was Yeah, the big body of
2: water. <laughs> <out like that.
0: laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so the division. Then um, we were joking about drums and stuff. But uh, the Jewish church, uh, the the church as it begins in Rome, if if it's right after Pentecost, and let's say it's for fifteen years, the Jewish leaders, more than likely, it had a very Jewish vibe. Like you're right. saying, they probably sure. did eat kosher foods. They were they were really attentive to. Uh, the Torah, the the yes. six hundred and thirteen laws of the mm-hmm. Old Testament. Um, while they believed in Christ, they didn't maybe necessarily fully understand that freedom in Christ. Yes. Right. Uh, so they're coming with their Jewish background. Right. Um, what was Oh Sabbath? They were very yes. adamant about.
2: Right. Uh, all the laws Sabbath the Sabbath.
1: There was one, oh, circumcision.
2: Circumcision. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah. And So <laughs>
0: this first section really is where Paul, you're going to see a lot of that where Paul is, um, really he's leveling the playing field. Exactly. <laughs> Very much so in this first, sec- and i say section, really chapters one through four, what we're hitting on mainly in this first series of Romans, mm-hmm. which by the way, we're going to be doing Romans all year in four different series. Mm-hmm. So this first one here in February, um, yeah, where we're, we're going to see Paul really level the playing field between Jews and Gentiles. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're all sinful, so something he's going to talk about, right, well, we, we all need grace, and we're all sinners, and we're all sons of Abraham through right. faith. We're going to get there in, in chapter. Not four, through so. all the works that right. you
2: think yep. are are working to make you Which righteous. Just
0: takes the Jew and Gentile thing and just goes, okay, all of us, right? Kind of again, just levels that playing yeah. field. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, and then that helps him set up the rest of the the letter for him yes. to be able to share the gospel yeah. more clearly. So we
1: have this dispute. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul's going to be very clear about the gospel mm-hmm. he wants everyone to understand like when we get together this is what it is so that you'll be unified, know yeah. what the gospel is. He hadn't been there yet right. we don't think and so that's probably the the reason he takes such a long time in the beginning yeah. to give here's very clearly what I believe yeah. right. maybe other people are saying some other stuff but here's what I believe mm-hmm. and then here's how to act if that's the case yes. and that's from Romans 12 on. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll that you know in our second uh, Roman series? Is that when we tackle nine through 10? Nine and the 11? The second
0: one will be five through eight. Okay, so our
1: third our series, third one, probably in the August,
0: fall. September is what we're shooting for.
1: We'll be looking at those really nine, 10, 11. exciting <laughs> <laughs> 9, <Romans laughs> 1911. Not controversial at all. Not at um, all controversial. But anyway, so that'll be fun too. But that's so Paul, Pray for us,
0: please, as we, and as read,
2: we navigate read and this this year. Yes. Yeah. Read and yeah. study.
1: So why in the world would this be important today? I mean, you know.
2: Oh, there's no division in the church these days, (laughs) for heaven's sakes. Oh, everybody knows
0: the gospel perfectly, and there's (laughs) zero division in the church. Okay, This is irrelevant. No, really exactly the opposite, right? I mean, we need to... I've said this before to our church, I need to hear the gospel all the time. I know I'm a pastor, but good gracious... I need to hear the gospel yeah. daily. And right. so do you. Mm-hmm. So do all of us. We need to share it with one another. Romans is, again, it's the gospel. And so, I mean, why do you read Romans 8 every day? Because it's the I mean. <laughs> gospel. But it is, right? Romans 8 1 yes. is the gospel. There's no so condemnation good. for those in Christ yes. Jesus. So it's like, man, the, that, this most relevant thing in the world, the gospel never unrelevantizes itself. I'm making up words. <laughs> That's <now>. right. <laughs> That's a good. Because one. good gracious, <laughs> it is always applicable. It is yes. always necessary. It's always good and rich. Um, it and should yeah. never become common.
1: Just never, like, right. well, yeah. well,
2: And it reminds us. It do, it reminds us of who we are. Yeah. There is nothing we can do to add to the gospel. There's nothing. Yes. No one is righteous. No, not one. And so, and it reminds us that the only remedy is not how much money we give. Those are good things. It's not how how you know all the good works that we do. It is only through the blood of Jesus yeah. Christ mm-hmm. that we are made right with God mm-hmm. and that we can have life.
0: He yeah. reminds mm-hmm. us who we are on both sides, right? Exactly like how how, how sinful bad. and broken we are, <laughs> yeah. dead in sin, and then yes. who we are in Jesus but and not of, condemned yeah, and adopted. glorified, adopted, yes. right, all these
1: beautiful yeah.
3: things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Words yeah. we don't like to talk about are they they slap us in the face in Romans one, right? Like okay. Okay. the wrath of God. What? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You want to talk yeah. about that? It's, I know. God is he loving. sounds mean. Exactly. Yeah. He is, is loving, loving. That's
2: exactly right. And it humbles
0: right. us. Like it gets us to a place of, again, being kind of introduced to ourselves mm. as we read this letter. Right. And so many of Paul's letters, but I think Romans just gets right to the core of it very quickly. <laughs> Romans mm. one eighteen through 32, one of the most just... Um, hard but poignant and deep and profound passages in Scripture mm-hmm. where we see the nature of our sinfulness and right. how ugly it really is, mm. how treasonous our sin is against God. Right.
2: He doesn't just say you're bad. He's he He tells you why. Yeah. You worship idols. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like you are you are twisted in your thinking. Mm-hmm. Your your thinking has been darkened. You're blind. Yeah. Like you reject all these things. God's truth. Yes, mm-hmm. right. You, you worship the created the creature <laughs> yeah. instead of the, the Creator. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is what you do. And if we look hard enough, we yeah. can go.
1: Yeah, it's all of us for sure, but even if somehow you felt like you escaped all of Romans <laughs> right. 1. I'm right, you get a good person. But then the very last verse, I think it's the last verse, which it goes, but even if you don't like correct those who do those things, you're just as guilty.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes. You're like, exactly right. wait, what? Right. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> like, nope, if you're not all in, yeah. then there's a part that needs to be fixed, reconciled. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, man. So good. It's hard not to jump ahead to other weeks, I, I, know, I, know, right? I know. I know. We're sort of on introduction so this week. So
2: yeah.
1: But I, I did want to at least start there, though, because I, I want you guys, as you are uh, doing this with us, I want you reading Romans with us. Yes. We want you yes. reading Romans with us. Um, and so when we're preaching it on Sunday, we're preaching something you've already read, yeah. and then you're going to read it again that week and 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 see how not only it just applies to your life, but the richness of it, right? right. Like the reason we get excited about it and want to jump all over the place and talk about all of it and get to Romans 8, where like the beauty (laughs) of it,
0: is because... Gotta wait till May for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just because, like, if if, if we could plead the blood of Christ with you, like, just kidding, like, he's just that good. Like, he's just that good. Yes, there is condemnation. Yes, there is uh, God's wrath upon uh, sin and the sinner, but, but now, actually is the phrase.
3: Exactly.
1: now... That doesn't exist for those who yeah. have faith in Christ. Right. You know he has done it. He has done the work. Yeah. Uh, now he's given us the the gift of the Holy Spirit to live in obedience, yeah. um the obedience of faith, as yeah. Paul calls it at the beginning and the very end of the book. Um, and so like you know, it's rich in that it's fun to know, but it's rich and that it just gives you such fullness as we live it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not rules and regulations that we have to do. We can't wait to do them because of their, you know, they keep us reconciled with with Christ, yeah. you know. Yep. So we'll get to big words like justification. What does that mean? A big legal word. Yeah. And then Paul follows that uh, with a word of reconciliation, something much more uh, relational. So we have like right. this legal rightness mm-hmm. with God, and then this reconciliation is relational rightness with God. Yeah. Um, not, they don't... They don't exist separately, but right. together, but yet yeah. they still are two different pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into some of that, Yeah. three, four, and five, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Romans 8, you said your favorite. Uh, do you have like a favorite, just eight, if you had to pick a verse in Romans? A favorite verse? Yeah,
0: or okay. section verse. Um. Hmm... I mean, Romans, yeah, Romans 8, but Romans 3, 21 through 26. Yeah, okay, just the most important uh, passages of... One of, if not <laughs> yeah. the most important paragraph in the to, Bible. I've got to write a paper on it this semester. It is, because it, it's, it's the paragraph where the first three chapters up to 320 is yeah. Paul, is the surgeon going, hey, you got cancer? Right, um, and it's, all these other things as well. There's absolutely yeah. nothing you can do about it, except this well, one thing. 321 here, is the,
1: but now. Yeah, and 321 but, yeah. is
0: maybe the greatest but in the <laughs> <Yeah>. entire Bible <laughs> right. of this all changes because of this. Yes. Now a righteousness from God has been revealed, mm. right? In the person of Jesus Christ for all who have faith in Him and were justified in Him. And he goes on to talk about like how the cross becomes sort of the, the intersection of God's justice and mercy mm-hmm. and how it all works. Like how does any of this make sense? Yeah. It's that paragraph. Right. Um, I think that paragraph, I would say maybe is sort of the thesis of the whole book that kind of everything springs out of, mm-hmm. yeah. both the what comes before and what comes after. So yeah. Goodness gracious, it is another another passage. If you want to commit to memory, that's one to do. 321 yeah. through 25. If you want to share the gospel with somebody, there it is. Yeah, yep. that's it. He justifies the one who I have it faith. circled in my Bible as just like, what's that say? The, the gospel. It's <laughs> in my Bible it just says the gospel. What did I say? That the, paragraph. <laughs> the
1: most important paragraph in the Bible. <laughs> it's it.
0: Romans three twenty-one mm. through 26. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you
1: one for me right now, um, and it's just, you know, uh, the season we're in, my mom had a massive stroke in December, and yeah. uh, you know she's not able to communicate right now, and has lost uh, mobility on her whole right side of her body. Anyway, and and um, this uh, as we've been studying, preparing for roman uh, to to go through this in Romans, Romans five, um, three to five, yeah, and I know you. As soon as I start reading, it, you're going to go, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been just heavy on us, and not only that, but that being just sharing in the glory of God, we have peace with God. It's like, not only that, if that wasn't good enough, <laughs> right. he says, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, yeah. and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and then hope does not disappoint us. Now, he going, but I, we, just our little catchphrase has been, hope does not hope disappoint, does not disappoint yes. right? They, yes, there's a reason for the sufferings, and yes, like they're hard, but yeah. but but they give you endurance, right? And then that endurance is so important because the more you endure, the greater the character is built in you. Right. And if character just being greats not all that there is, because that gives us hope, and that hope is something that does yeah. not bis- disappoint. Why? Because the hope is in Christ. Yeah, yep. it's it's in that resurrection. It's in that. Um, th- this is not all there is, right? right. Like there's something so much better. And greater sorry about that but like that's where we have been yeah um and the other day I was just read I was just, like with my mom in the hospital or Shepherd Center and um we had done all the games we were going to do for the day and she was kind of done and tired and I said can I read can I read this to you and and uh, she's not been emotive yet yeah and I read this section to her and she just
0: wept is the- <laughs> going to make me cry, man I mean so I- but but really is this not the most applicable thing in the world when you read something like that, right? Yeah, Like the most relevant to life. Don't ever tell me that this is not relevant to our lives and where you can have and feel and know the hope that Paul's talking about. In 2023, going through what you're going through, what your family's going through, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's it's the a, word of God being active yes. and alive. Hope is so much greater.
1: That's right. The hope in Christ is so much greater than anything yeah. you know we have on this earth. Yeah, and these things are nice. Like we have some neat things. <laughs> but man, Jesus is just. And that may sound like a bumper sticker, but Jesus is just it. He is everything, yeah. and he's done everything. And so, um, Paul certainly thought Jesus was a pretty cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He felt like, uh, and, and he calls himself maybe the last of the apostles, right. potentially. Yeah. Um, so let's just let's read, if, if you have one uh, mm-hmm. one through seven, just get the kind of just the intro of, of who Paul is, what he's saying at the beginning of the letter. You want then... me to read it? Or... Sure. Well, you, you got the NIV. We got all kinds of stuff here. Yeah, I got the NRSV.
0: Go for it. I'll read. Yeah. One, one through seven. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God the gospel He promised beforehand through His prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding His Son, who, as to His human nature, was a descendant of David, and who, through the Spirit of holiness, was declared with power to be the Son of God by His resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Him and for His name's sake, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith, and you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Amen. That's one sentence, by the way. And yeah. Till, till the very Paul, end. Paul all. doesn't like periods. Yeah. That's right. But let's just, let's break some of that down for a minute. I mean, just grace and peace to you. I was reading it, there's grace so many, I'm just you. like,
0: so many verses, I just wanted to be like, gosh, you know? Yeah. Like, yes. Um,
1: but just so we can get who Paul who Paul is, and because yeah. we are we are much like Paul. I mean, other than maybe the apostle part right. as a, as mm-hmm. a, an official, I mean, as an office, um, he, he calls himself a servant, mm-hmm. a, a doulos, a, a slave to Christ. A
2: servant, yeah,
1: right. Like we're not yeah. we don't belong to the world anymore.
2: Right.
1: We have a new master. We have a yeah. new king, and that's yeah. that's Christ. And so we're Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. He uses Jesus Christ not like first and last name, but he uses both. Uh, Jesus, the um, his given name, right. and then Christ mm-hmm. being being Messiah, right, which means the anointed, anointed one or yes. the king. So really, you could say, you know, Paul, uh, a slave or or Trey, Kurt, Stephanie, a slave of Jesus, the king. Yeah, right. Jesus, our new king, mm-hmm. and then called, like we have a, a calling, a vocation. Yes. Right. You've been called, and for Paul to be an apostle, yep. and set apart. And we set apart as Old Testament language, yeah. right, as being what? Holy, Holy. and, and, and yeah. um, consecrated, set apart. Mm-hmm. And so that's who, when we surrender our lives to Christ and choose to, to make Him Lord, we bow our knee to Christ the King, yep. then we're saying that we're set apart now to, right. for a calling
0: for the gospel of God. The gospel, the gospel. You take God. over now, gospel yeah. of God. Well, and I know we're going to talk more about the gospel next week, so I don't want to jump ahead too much, but mm-hmm. just that, I mean, the gospel, it's not an uncommon word in, in the Roman world. Mm-hmm. They knew what gospel is, just good news, but right. it means Um they were used to an emperor probably sending gospel good news by a messenger. Right. Mm-hmm. To the We've world. We've conquered you know, another yeah, we conquered something. <laughs> yeah. Or it was often a, yeah. a child was born. Like yeah. if, a, right. if the Roman emperor had a kid, yes. was born. gospel, it's good news. Um, but he says the gospel, mm-hmm. the not a gospel for one thing, so it's not some, it's the gospel of God. Mm-hmm. It belongs to him. Like yeah. This is his gospel, his story, his evangelion. you said yes. that word. Mm-hmm. So this is the gospel of God. Um, and again, I think, that is romans it's romans is the gospel of god just the whole story of mm-hmm. now is this a new
1: story is this a brand new story <laughs> no nope. yeah. he says yeah. it came the gospel he promised promised, he promised beforehand yes. through the prophets in mm-hmm. the holy scriptures this is getting his jewish, jewish audience to lean By in right? the, way, the gospels
0: in the old testament people
2: <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's all right. over it <laughs> right and
1: yeah. then he says the gospel concerning his son yep. and this is where The Gentiles would now be listening, going, okay, Mm. wait a minute, so Caesar has a son? No, 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 God has a son, son. (laughs) and his son is Jesus, who was descended from David. This is all according to the scriptures, prophecy being fulfilled according to the flesh. That was through David. Uh, And then he's what? He's declared Mm -hmm. um, to be son of God. So not only is he the son of God, he's then declared, Mm -hmm. almost like uh, king. king, um, Which had lots of Jewish
2: connotations, like back in Daniel, and uh, the son of God was Mm -hmm. huge. And that's what Jesus called himself Mm -hmm. most. And the seal of, of that man.
0: sonship, that that declaration of him yeah. as the son of God was his resurrection from the dead. Yes. <laughs> right? Who else did that? Right? Opens it up this <laughs> right. way. Like, this is, how <laughs> right. do we even know that? Yes. That's true. Because mm-hmm. he rose from the dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He di- I was reading that with Thea, my daughter, last night. Um Jesus, was in her little Bible storybook that Jesus died, and we started to talk about that. And she's like, oh, man, I didn't know he died. You know, we hadn't really talked about it. Right. Yet. And then she's like, well, because well, she knows the story of him walking on water. And she goes, well, how's he going to walk on water now? <laughs> and I turned the page, and I said, look, he came back to life, right? We kept reading her story. Yeah. Like, she was like, What? He did? You know, this amazing <laughs> truth. But that's what Paul's doing, right? He's like, mm-hmm. That's just how he's declared to be the Son of God. That it's not amazing that somebody dies on a Roman cross. That's right. pretty common. Yeah. Right. He came back to life, you know? Yeah. The mm-hmm. resurrection of Jesus being the central point of our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The gospel
1: of Caesar, the, the good news of Caesar would have been, Yeah, there's another son. Or, Yeah, we, you know, we, we've conquered that. We got victory there, but it's all temporary. Yeah. Exactly. This is like the gospel of God. Yeah. This is like the one above Caesar. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is this is some some powerful stuff. Who who can uh, be resurrected from the dead? Jesus Christ, our Lord. And now that's the new word, Lord yeah. coming in, yeah. which again, Gentiles would hear that in a very um uh like a, a hierarchy. And yeah. so they'd go, okay, Lord is what we would call Caesar,
0: right? right. That's what his name is. Caesar is Lord. Is his Lord name? very common phrase. Yeah, right. Nothing. And
1: so now we have Jesus Christ is Lord. Yeah. So we're, we're getting some a little bit of rebellion through here, too. <laughs> and then what did all of that mean for us through him? We have now received grace, which keros just means like a, mm-hmm. a gift. Like right. We received this gift. Yeah. Uh, and for, for uh, Paul, apostleship, to bring about uh, the obedience of faith. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. obedience of faith. So it's not just that you believe in something. Yeah. There's an obedience that comes with that mm-hmm. yeah. faith. Uh, and then among all the Gentiles yeah, wait, 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 the Gentiles, yep, among all the Gentiles, for the sake of his name, including yourselves, who were called, again, there's the inclusio, we would call it, like right. parentheses, from the very beginning, called to the end of this paragraph, called, and again, to belong to Jesus Christ.
0: Can we, right there in verse 5, for the sake of his name, too, right? Mm. Like, why all of that? Exactly. For, for whose <laughs> sake? For what, for what purpose? For his glory, yes. right? For the all name that. of Jesus' sake, right? Um I just want just to have like, a better house in Rome. <laughs> Too bad. No, that's not what it's about. Just like Psalm 23, he leads us in paths of righteousness. Yes. Why? For, for his, his name's sake. sake. right? Yep. This is all through the Bible, so mm-hmm. Paul, make sure he puts that right. in there. It's mm-hmm. all about his glory. The gospel of God. <laughs> Don't be mistaken. Of God. <laughs> right. Of his son, for his name's sake. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And in verse 7 again, uh, the third time we hear this, uh, to to the believers in Rome, who are called yeah. Now to be saints, mm-hmm. to be set called to be set apart, to yeah. be saints, yeah. to be holy. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Now. Grace and peace. Grace which and is peace. Jewish Gentile ways of greeting. Mm-hmm. Grace, peace. Yeah, yep. right? Peace being a very Jewish way of greeting yes, each other peace being yeah. more what the Gentiles would be used to. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. So all over, just the introduction, yeah, we, we see, okay, he's talking to a split, divided audience, mm-hmm. but it's, he's, he's going to unify them. Yeah. He's going to unify them in Christ. Christ yeah. is going to unify them, right. but he's going to remind them of what they have in yeah. Christ, mm-hmm. uh, of both being a Lord and master, but also the Messiah King who has been prophesied about. Yeah. So bringing it all together... Um, there's a beautiful prayer of thanksgiving. We could probably keep talking. I mean, even <laughs> 16 and 17 are, are wonderful. That's that's, yeah, that's are. the whole, I'm not ashamed of the yes. gospel, you know, and that's when, that's kind of his springboard then into his beginning of, of talking yeah. about what he's going to talk about is the doctrine and then applied doctrine. Yeah. But for us, we have talked a lot already about just the basics of the book and our excitement for it and how it applies to our lives yeah. even. Um, but in this series, you know, we're going to have uh, re- questions for reflection and so we've got two today. I just want to ask you guys these two questions and and maybe just kind of dig in for a minute, get personal. Like We hadn't already done that enough. But, <laughs> but our first question for reflection is, uh, Paul, who calls himself a slave, a servant of Christ Jesus, has been called or set apart to tell the Gentiles, that was his vocation, to tell the Gentiles about the good news of Jesus. So what is your calling? What is your vocation? It's a funny word. Scott and I were just talking about it the other day. Like, I have a harder time with this specific calling, right? Like this is what you're exactly supposed to do at this exact time at that yeah. exact place. Um, sure, yeah. Mine's a little more generic. We'll get to it. Uh, but how, so, what is your calling, and then how how can you display your servanthood to Jesus
0: mm. in that calling? Hopefully, He's the one calling you to it. So, well, obviously, I'm a pastor, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is a calling. That is, uh, I believe, to be my calling. I, I think maybe more broadly for me, um, I know that. And, and we'll get into more in the later part of the book with with gifts. Paul does talk about mm-hmm. gifts and how we use them in the church. I think one of my gifts is preaching, teaching, sharing the Word of God with people and mm-hmm. expounding upon that and helping apply it to, to people's lives. Um, totally agree. I believe that that is a calling that God has given me. And so, look, if if tomorrow he were to call me to not be a pastor at Eastridge, if that were to happen, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to say, oh, well, I, I, wanna, I want you to go somewhere else and do something. I want you to be a, a plumber somewhere, whatever. If I did that... I believe that would still be my calling to mm-hmm. to help people know God's word and to right. share it with people and yeah. teach in, in whatever way, right? I don't yeah. think that would ever change. So for me, I would say that's kind of the most specific for me. Now, obviously, that fleshes out as being a pastor um, at this point and hopefully indefinitely. So, mm-hmm. um, and I love I love that I have been called to do that. Now, how does that work and displayed in a servanthood to Jesus? Um, well. Gracious, I hope that I'm. Um, I always am able to have the humility of Paul, honestly, yeah. to see myself that way. Mm-hmm. As a, we all are servants of Jesus. Um, so you being... don't you
1: don't have any like podcasts coming out where you're going to be selling these for <laughs> selling the gospel. For yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Um,
0: I mean, really, I'd a minister the. Term minister really means to kick up dust in the Greek, like it's someone (laughs) who like is just serves and 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 works for the gospel. And I always want to see myself that way. I I think I do see myself that way. And uh, for me, I think it's just um, always wanting to, as best I can, use that gift to serve the church. And like I said, whether that is vocationally forever, forever or not. gosh, prayerfully, I I want that to be something that Mm -hmm. that gift that God has given me is offered back to Him in humble Mm -hmm. service, to just say, God, please use this to glorify, for your namesake, right, to glorify yourself um, and to edify the
1: church. I don't know that I can comment on your calling, but I can at least encourage you in it. Um, I don't think you could not share the gospel. You know what I mean? I think it was Martin Lloyd-Jones, Martin Lloyd-Jones maybe quoting Spurgeon, so I know you're a Spurgeon fan. Help me Mm -hmm. if I get this wrong. I think he said, uh, Lloyd-Jones uh, quoting Spurgeon said, if you can do anything else but preach the gospel, yes. do it. Right. Because oh, yeah. if yeah. you you can preach the gospel, you're going to preach the gospel. Yeah. You're going to be aflame with it, right? right? Like right. you can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can do it, if you haven't, then go do something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what about you? What do you feel like calling, vocation?
2: Uh, I think my calling is teaching. Just... Mm-hmm. um." wherever I am in whatever capacity, sometimes it's kids, sometimes it's students, sometimes it's adults. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's in a small group setting. Sometimes it's from stage. Like Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's what God has called me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a, there's a place I can't remember which epistle where Paul's just talking about how his calling is to make clear Mm -hmm. the gospel, like just to, to, to make it to clear. To make the mystery of the gospel, yes. which I am an ambassador in chains. Yes, and Ephesians. so just to <laughs> make <laughs> it clear. Yeah, was one of the epistles. <laughs> yeah. um, just to make it clear, and I feel like that is what he has called me to do. Mm-hmm. No matter what yeah. it is, like if it's children, just to take it down to that level. If it's students, to that level, adults, yeah. whatever. So I feel like that's what he has called me to do. Man, I I mean, mean, you, you do it well. <laughs> you do. Like that is <laughs> oh, such thanks. a gift. Uh, You're a great totally.
0: storyteller. I mean, I think that is a gift. Right. right. And to be able to use, like just the way that you can... Teach through story telling Mm -hmm. and engaging like that. That makes it clear. Yeah, it's a real gift. Yeah, yes, it's it's amazing. So, yeah, Yeah.
2: yes. And then um, I forgot the next part. of How you
1: submit it to Jesus? How do you? Yes, that
2: is uh, just making sure that my own ideas, my own wants, my own um, platforms Mm -hmm. uh, are not something that I go after. Yeah, I just allow allow God to make that happen. uh,
1: Um, Because you could teach anything. You could go teach math and make it the same. Well, I don't know about math, but whatever. Uh, your subjects are. Well, you I could not. teach something I else. I was really good at math in school, but okay. it's not my favorite <laughs> yeah. thing to teach. I'm <laughs> saying you're a gifted teacher in that that you could probably teach anything. You could get right. marriage counseling or whatever. Like you could teach those things, but right. you've submitted to the gospel. I'm going to exactly. preach, teach, exactly. make things clear. Yeah, that's, well, good, that's a
0: good man. thought too. Just uh, as teachers, it is. It's always a temptation to want to kind of highlight or emphasize your own maybe thoughts on right. things and opinions on things, right? But just I think a way that we like Paul kind of be continue to be servants of mm. the Lord is really just to you know to hold that right. in front of ourselves and make sure that this is speaking, you yes. know what I mean, and, and to
2: mm-hmm. use it to unify yes, instead of divide yes. or instead right. of to, Well, I think blah blah blah, and so you it's people not my to... words is not my opinion. Right.
0: I, if there's anything controversial, I hope it's just what the word of god really says Exactly. And we can talk about let that it, but yeah. let the word of god yeah, word let, of let god it speak, speak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah that's good um, mine would be generic in that uh, i feel like the calling would be to stand in the middle of chaos and try to help bring clarity mm-hmm. um, yeah. so there was a, i felt some clarity there i felt some teaching part of that um, but really in, in in many environments you know advocate I, yeah yeah i, I uh Uh, using diplomacy, like Mm -hmm. hearing all perspectives and helping uh, dogmatic folk hear the other sides of the... Like, here's why people believe this way. Here's why these people believe this way. And that's why, you know, we'll search our hardest for the truth and wrap our minds around that truth when we get there. But until that point, let us not be so arrogant as to say we've got it figured out. Exactly. Look at the different pieces and and understand each other, you know, in their perspectives. I've
0: seen you do that with... um... Whether it's just more like in business ways, but I've seen you do that with theology. I've seen you do that in many, many ways. You are. That Mm. is a gift. Absolutely that God gives you. I've said that to other people. Yeah. You're able to see both sides of things well Mm -hmm. and help people even reconcile how you might see it differently, but how can we meet in the middle Mm -hmm. with some sort of, I don't even want to say compromise, but just understanding of... What, what's the real goal here? I think you're good at that. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's all see the same goal yeah. and go after that together.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I would hope that... I think that's what Paul's doing here with unity. Right. Hey, there's weaker and stronger, there's different opinions, mm-hmm. but... But what we can't agree on, let's agree on that. Yeah. Let's focus on that and, and live and have fellowship together, you know, <laughs> although you might see it this way and you might see it this way. Yeah. Because I think the Jews are going to wind up still doing some Jewish stuff <laughs> yeah. after he leaves. Yeah. And the Gentiles are going to do some things the Jews don't yeah. like. And but yet they're going to And he's in not fellowship. even
0: telling them not to necessarily. Like right. Jews, you can't act Jewish, or Gentiles, you can't do some of the things. <laughs> right. Thi- like, but. The things we agree, on. but from yeah. Romans twelve, and,
2: and as certain things much we as we have it to agree on, on you live at yeah, peace, right. yep.
1: with all men. Yep. So yeah. and he says, if you consider that a sin, then it's a sin. Right. Don't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. But don't <laughs> tell him it is if it's not. That's you know. exactly yeah. right. that, yeah. that maybe a hold. we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> question, so two, good. question two. Question two. Oh, we are good. All right. One of the reasons Paul writes to the church in Rome is to help them become unified. Two groups of differing opinions were not in unity. Paul points to the gospel. As the only means by which we come together. Mm-hmm. Like, no other, there's no real solution to disunity other than the gospel. Right. You can patchwork some stuff, you're going to get, the, but unity comes with the gospel. So, what is one way that you personally can promote peace in your church congregation or in your small group or in your family, circle of friends? How can you promote unity?
0: Peace. I mean, I'm trying to think of a way to say it that's not. I don't just want to give a churchy answer. You know. Jesus cliches, obviously, but <laughs> I don't know a better answer other than just to say, for me, again, and I know my context is a little different than most watching, um, being a pastor, but for sure, um, I do believe the Word of God, It it's like it's divisive in one way, because it obviously points to Jesus and Jesus alone as right. Savior and things like that. Right. Like we have to make a choice of who we're going to follow. But it is unifying in the church and edifying to the church. If we would all, and I think again, what Paul is doing in Romans, if we would all submit ourselves to the word over our own personal opinions and freedoms and liberties, mm-hmm. right? Because Paul talks about that yeah, in, in Romans right. and Corinthians. He talks to them a lot about this. Like it's really peace over liberty here. It's exactly it's me being willing to concede some personal preference mm-hmm. yeah. to in order to be unified and in order to love and just to. Good gracious. Yeah, I think if we all just had more of a, a mindset of I just want to serve you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to help you and edify you. And it's not about me getting something that I want. Um so I think I I I think I as a pastor can promote that just to lift again, lifting up the word and, and always encouraging our people to man, let's see what the word says and let's humble ourselves right. mm-hmm. um to a place of again, first verse of Romans, Paul is servant yeah of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. None of us are above that. Yeah. Being servants. Right. So that's good.
2: Yeah. There's a phrase in James that I love that says mercy triumphs over judgment, mm-hmm. and so um, like what you were talking about, being able to see multiple sides of mm-hmm. something and not just going, you know what, I'm in my own little Christian box and this is this is right and and you're wrong, and mm-hmm. and really trying to see from someone else's perspective. Right. I feel like one of the things that I've had recently, probably in the last couple of years, started doing is just reading different opinions mm-hmm. um, or different ways that people see. Like I, I read a book uh, by a homosexual guy who is talking about how the church can minister to same-sex attracted mm-hmm. population, like how how that can work and what that looks like. And and I'm reading a book right now by N.T. Wright about the Anglican faith, just because I read a lot of Anglican. It's like, what what are the distinctives of Wh- the Anglican faith? Why am faith? I drawn to that? Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so just just really um, trying to understand other people, where they come from, because that's good. Christ mm-hmm. is not like Christ doesn't hate this group of people, mm-hmm. right? He loves the yes. people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so and so, trying to understand where they're coming from so that you can relate to them, so mm-hmm. that you can share the gospel, so that you can just love them and show them mercy mm-hmm. because mercy triumphs over judgment. Yeah. Paul is yeah. a
0: master at that. He is. You know, if you read Acts, and if you, yes. all, most of his, being able to see kind of what you're saying, being able to see both sides of certain things, right. the Jew and the Gentile part, because he is a Roman citizen and a Jewish That's Pharisee. That's exactly but He's got right. a lot, yes. you know, that I, he, he is God's chosen instrument for this yeah. kind of thing, right, to and be able to promote peace and right. like groups.
1: And he defaults to, and it's his kindness yes. that draws us to repentance. Yes, that's <laughs> it's the right. kindness yes. of the Lord. Lest we forget this. yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. What about you? Man. I, you know, I, probably, uh, just your answers. I'll use your answers. Um, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's it. To, to promote unity, uh, by, even just by definition, it's like things that don't agree. Right. If everyone just agreed, that's uniformity.
2: Right, and that's right. not what we're going right. for here. We
1: yeah. don't want everybody to look the same. Exactly. exactly. God didn't create us that way. Right. Um, but He did create us to be unified. Yeah. And so I think just unity is is setting down some of my preferences, some of my yeah. liberties, in order not to offend the brother. Yeah. Um, but then not to hold judgment. Uh, we'll we'll read all through here. We'll we'll hear about judgment and contempt. Right. Like yeah. the Jews mm-hmm. were being judgmental. The Gentiles were being holding contempt. Like I can't believe you do that. Right. Um, and, and, and the, the the word to us and what I would try to do is in promoting peace, Be see, see the different perspectives, advocate sometimes, advocate for those who are weaker and go, because I do you know, maybe I'm in one of those camps, but to be able to go, okay, there's oppression here. I, I just got to speak up, I got to speak up to it. I right. speak about it. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we're just coming off of uh, Martin Luther King's holiday and, right. you know, that was one of the things, like if you, if you're silent, then you're complicit, mm. you know, and so there's ways in which we can speak into the the, the background and all that I've had and the, the experiences I've had. There's a group of people who would listen if I just spoke, mm-hmm. and sometimes I choose to be quiet. So that's not stirring the pot. That's not kicking up dust, but it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. It's it's saying, hey, here's where we have come from. Here's the perspective. Right. But here's a whole other perspective that we we didn't we never understood. Right. Let's have a conversation about that and find yeah. unity. Absolutely. So
0: Paul tells the Philippians his joy is made complete in their unity. And yeah. in, their, in their loving one another, putting down selfish ambition, and mm-hmm. being like minded and one in spirit and purpose, right? right. Like mm-hmm. that completes Paul's joy. <laughs> <You know>? Like <laughs> this is what his minister's yeah. heart, and you talked about this, this is a pastoral letter. And yeah. mm-hmm. that's his pastor's heart for them, I think, yeah. for the Romans too, to be unified. And I like that yeah. you said that it's not uniformity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's differences, and that's exactly, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Unity. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. So as you guys read this uh, with us, we I, I hope you just hear Jesus all over it. Um, we're going to talk a lot about Paul, but he's a servant of Christ, right. Jesus. And so we hope you hear Jesus. Uh, we hope you're affected by Jesus. We want you to be praying to him as you read through Romans. And, and text, email us. Uh, Put some stuff in the comments, whatever. Let us know how we can help you on this journey. We, we're going to learn something from you when you share things with us, so let us know. Uh, we, we might even share some of your stories. Like yeah. We yeah. want to be in this thing together. We want to see unity in the church, unity in the churches yeah. of Rome and Newton
0: County, whatever, right. wherever across the world. One uh, encouragement I want to give, too, is just to be there to hear the messages each week. This is a this is a hard series to just hear one mm-hmm. or two and not really get the full four chapter context of this particular one, especially like if you heard chapter w- three and didn't hear chapter <laughs> yeah. four, like the end of chapter three or four, yeah. it's gonna be so off. Right. So, mm-hmm. man, please if you can just make an effort to to hear all the messages um, yep. to, to help you get a full picture of Absolutely. Paul's. And read really it. He's really building arguments here. Yeah, yeah just read yeah. it. Yeah. Just be in it.
2: Yes. The, the word of God is alive mm-hmm. and He speaks. From his word. Like we saw tons of different theologians who just, from reading Romans, Mm -hmm. had a whole, like they just, their whole lives, their whole life was changed. And so... Read the word. Yeah, <laughs> just jump in and read Romans. Yeah,
1: and and let it affect you that same way. Let's do this journey together. So, uh, Eastridge Church slash Romans. That'll be your gateway to all this stuff. Uh, join us on the podcast every week as we you know take what we heard on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday. And uh, and that's it. We'll uh, we'll see you guys next week.
0: Thank you.